Welcome to the Stepping Up, Become Who You Are Meant to Be podcast. I am your host, Nikki Gingrich, and I am so excited to have you here for episode number nine. We are almost at double digit episodes. This is awesome. I am going to keep this introduction short and brief because I've got an amazing guest for you today, Laurel Atanasio. Oh gosh, I hope I said your name right, Laurel, is here today. And she, me and her, we chatted about everything. I shared how I met her and how she came into my life, how she inspired me and how she was a huge part of me kind of taking my own venture. So we talk about things from, you know, how she got into yoga to how she turned yoga into not just a job where she was teaching yoga, but now she's hosting retreats and she's traveling the world and just how she's kind of made this life that she wanted to have and, you know, finding herself burnt out from work and school at the age of 27 and to where she is today. So it's just, it, she has an incredible journey, an incredible story. She's a wonderful and beautiful soul. And I'm so excited to introduce her to all of you. And I'm just going to let it go. All right. Thank you so much. Here we go. Hi, Laurel. How are you? Good, Nikki. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited you are here to talk to us. And I'm I just want to share a little bit with the listeners kind of how I know you, and then we will kind of hand it off to you. So I met you, what, a year, a year two years ago? A year ago, I guess. Maybe a year. Yeah, a year-ish. Ago. A year-ish. year-ish. Yeah. <laughs> and we met through my previous job. Um, Laurel and I went to the same college that I was working at at the time and um, found out you were a yoga instructor. We decided to partner up and do some stuff for the school. But in turn, as I met you and was talking to you and hearing, you know, learning more about you and your story and your journey, I was more intrigued with (laughs) that piece of your life. And that's what really drew me in. And I had called you in, you know, maybe I think I reached out to you probably about a year ago. I was like, Laurel, there's some things I want to do in my life and I'm not sure, but can we just kind of sit and sit and chat? And we went for a walk and we talked about a whole bunch of things and and now here I am today. But mm-hmm. you were someone that I knew I could reach out to who had kind of made a significant change in your life. And when I was kind of at a crossroads, I knew I could come to you. So that's why I'm even more excited to kind of have you on the podcast so that you can share your story and your story, your story and your journey um, with those who are listening. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. <laughs> so go ahead. Tell us a little bit about... Um, I get a loaded question of who you are, kind of what you're doing, <laughs> and then maybe share a little bit about your journey and how you kind of got to be you know, where you are right now and doing what you're doing. All right. Well, I guess if I was to say right now what I am or what I'm doing currently, um, I am a yoga teacher, um, but I, I am also, I see myself as an entrepreneur, um, you know, over the last uh, 10 years, my Business is oh that's Zeke. Uh, Zeke. Um, Zeke is my yoga yoga dog mascot. Um, but my business is kind of developed into my own. It, it is my business. Um, when I first started, Zeke, come here. Zeke is very um, curious about what's going on outside, and I think it's just the wind, guys. <laughs> Zeke is a very curious chewini, um, and that's, Zeke has become a part of my business as well. Over the years. 
Uh, everything. <laughs> he is, he is. Um, but as I was saying, um, over the last so many years, it's developed into my own personal business. Whereas when I first um, started teaching yoga, it was like another job. You know, I taught at colleges, I taught at studios, I taught kind of your normal things, gyms and, and places like that. Um, but then I decided that I really wanted to develop this into my own thing because as a yoga teacher, just teaching at studios and gyms and things like that, um, you know, there really isn't any money to be made and that's not why you just teach yoga, but it became what I was doing full time. So I had to figure out ways to actually earn income that would help be contributing to our household, um, which was very important to me. And so then I developed it into more of a business where, you know, I partnered started partnering with uh, local businesses to uh, run events that would then bring in my students to their places of business. So, you know, I'm a big supporter of shopping local and supporting your local businesses. So it's been really fun to start developing events such as yoga in the gallery, uh, Bethlehem House Gallery on Main Street in Bethlehem and yoga at a bunch of local wineries and wine bars and, and just making, um, yoga accessible and also fun and then also introducing people to really cool local businesses um so that's kind of one element of what i currently do um but then i also do a lot of traveling so that's been really awesome and that's kind of started developing like six years ago i did my first hosted my first yoga retreat and that kind of spiraled out of control a bit. Um, so I leave for Peru on Saturday and I just got back from Italy and uh, Cuba's on the calendar for next year. Peru, or no, not Peru. I'm going there right now. Um, Peru is not yet on the calendar for next year. If it is, I'm, I'll be surprised. <laughs> we'll see. You never know. Um, but Italy it always is kind of a, has a, little soft spot in my heart. So I usually always go back to Italy. So that's back on there. But that's become a big component of my um, business as well now, because that's very time consuming um, to plan these uh, week long events that you know, a lot of them will take me almost a year to plan and get the logistics right. But then also the marketing that goes behind it to help, um, you know, get these sold out and uh, to running. So that's what I'm doing now, but that's definitely not what I was doing like 11, 12 years ago. Um, as you were, I, I was in higher education, um, kind of moved up really quickly after graduating from college. I started as a recruiter, and by the time I left there, I was a dean of students um, at a community college in New Jersey. And by the time I was goodness, like 27. I, I was really burnt out by 27. And that's really young to be burnt out. But as a really, really uh, type A person, um, you know, I was, I was always doing what I was asked to do. And, and I would always do that, you know, to the best of my ability. So I was working really hard. And in that process, I also got my master's in business at DeSales. So I was working full time, commuting to New Jersey, getting an MBA, and I was basically losing my mind. <laughs> um, so, you know, losing my mind then turned me to yoga, which at the time, I've always been a very active and, in my mind, a very health conscious person. 
Um, I was always a big runner and um, always liked working out and, and doing that stuff. But I, I was always so type A that I was just type A. So even my workouts were very aggro and very type A. It's like, how fast can I run? How much harder can I lift? Oh, and I was in kickboxing and taekwondo and like all these very, you know, just go, 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 go and adrenal driven um, forms of exercise and movement. And when I finished my MBA at DeSales, I then decided, I was like, I need to do something to change my life because this isn't healthy and I'm 27 years old and it's having a lot of stomach issues and just all different, you know, kind of aches and pains and stuff at 27 you shouldn't be <laughs> feeling and, you know, different like side effects of that. And so I started doing yoga and as my type A personality would lead me to do. I did the teacher training for fun because once I stopped studying for my MBA, I decided what the heck am I going to do with the little extra time I have from work. I might as well study more. Um, so then I went for my teaching certification. And from there, I, I started teaching yoga. And at that time, it was 2007. Um, and yoga was weird. Uh, I started doing yoga like 2005 and it was really weird. And I remember people, you know, warning me about what yoga is going to do to me. And I'm like, I feel great. <laughs> like, I don't know what's so weird. Um, and then, you know, I finished my teacher training at the yoga loft here in Bethlehem. And, um, it was the first first class to graduate and the, the owner of the studio at the time she had asked me to teach a class on Saturday mornings and because I had again so much free time I was like of course whatever you want me to do and I started teaching and realized how much I enjoyed it and that's history <laughs> and then it's kind of like developed into what it is now but I don't think I ever foresaw I, I know I did it you know back then you know, knowing that it could develop into more of like a business rather than me just working for other people. And, you know, at the time I didn't even have confidence that that would work, you know, and I, when I, and I, that really wasn't my vision because again, yoga was weird, you know, in 2005, 2006, 2007, you know, you were still, I was still a strange person, you know, doing this new age kind of weird thing in this area. Now, of course, like New York, LA, of course you're going to have people that were you know, much more in tune to that and interested in that. But um, around here in the Lehigh Valley, it was very new. So when I first left my job, when I finally decided that that was what was right for me, for my health, and that really is what it came down to me, like mentally, physically, it was I needed a change. And I knew that. And I knew that with everything I did in my, you know, career at that point, I wouldn't have a hard time finding another job if I wanted to. So I had confidence in the fact that, you know, if this doesn't work out, I could always send my resume in. This is like, there's nothing, you know, I can't, this isn't the end, you know? Um, so, but when I first left, I just started doing marketing consulting on the side. So that's really what I was, I, you know, I was teaching yoga and then I was also doing marketing consults, consulting for people, local businesses that really needed help because most local businesses when they start out and they have a passion about something you know be it making chocolate or they're interested in opening a gym or they're interested in selling clothing but they don't have 
a background in business. So they don't have a marketing plan. They don't have their business plan. They're not sure how to, and that was also the time when social media just started coming out. You know, how do we use social media to help build your brand and your business? And so it's, it was really fun to work with, you know, a lot of um, local businesses and helping them develop a lot of their business strategy. And then after a while, I realized I really, really like teaching yoga and there's really nothing wrong with teaching yoga. And I, I feel like it, at that point, then it was starting to grow, like the popularity was growing and I wasn't just the weirdo doing yoga. It was like this cool thing now, it's trendy and we got Lululemon and we got all these things, yeah. you know, so, you know, now it's not like you're the odd person out. It's like everybody wants to do it. So I was like, okay, you know, and I, my popularity as a teacher um, was growing and I was getting asked more and more to teach all these places and all these things. And I was like, you know what, I'm really having a hard time. I'm torn mentally on where to focus my attention. So I decided, I was like, you know what, I have to do one or I'm not going to do either of them great. So for me, I was like, you know what, I'm going to ditch the marketing thing unless the something really comes out that or you know someone offers me something that's very interesting and i'm really passionate about you know so i still continue to pick up marketing clients i i had the opportunity to go to aruba like one year for like i was hired like on retainer to go work on their like transition into a health and wellness resort that was a pretty good gig i could have turned that one down and you get to go to aruba like once a month or for a couple weeks at a time it's not so bad so um so yeah, that's that's kind of where I've been, where I'm at now. And there's always new things developing, and you know, and that's the the fun of it is right. Like as you are now, you know, we're responsible for our own destiny. We have the opportunity to do whatever we choose, you know. And as long as you're motivated and you know you're willing to do the hard work, I think that anything's possible. You know, you just got to put in the time. So, so yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of little bits and pieces in there that, you know, you didn't share, but what I loved most is kind of what, what came out of it. And, you know, to be, it's funny to think like at 20, you're burnt out at 27 years old. You're like, I can't do anymore. Like, I just can't do this anymore. And, you know, I think a lot of times at 27, you're like, I just, this is just the way it is. And I just have to kind of keep going. I have to kind of keep going with the yeah. RN. And that's, that's the part that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I kind of want to say it's, it's different. I don't think most people think that way. So the fact that you were like, I'm burnt out. I need to do something else. Let me just kind of take the leap, you know, and everyone kind of has their, everyone kind of has their breaking point, whatever it is. Really. Yeah. I need, I need to go do something. I need to make a change. And, and, you know, to see your transition from, you know, being in higher ed to just taking yoga for fun and then going to marketing and something like this journey of you didn't know where it was going to take you, but you just kind of kept following it. So tell me, kind of explain a little bit, because what I love, and I don't know if this was it for you, but like just kind of this piece of like intuition, like you just were like, this feels good. I'm kind of going to go in this direction or this is starting to like yoga starting to feel a little bit better. I'm going to move in this direction. And you even said, you're like, I had the confidence to to leave work, which I don't think a lot of people have because it's very scary. Yeah. It's very scary to do. So I don't know how, if you can kind of just talk a little bit more kind of about those transitions and how you 
you know, because it sounds so easy. You're like, so I didn't like it, so I went and did something else. And yeah, like, and yeah, and it definitely wasn't. It. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Talk to you kind of a little bit about each of, you know, I don't have to go in specifically, but kind mm-hmm. of those transition pieces and how you kind of worked through those. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was it was definitely a good six months of really having a hard time going to work. And then I, I realized, you know, I kept talking to my husband and, you know, the interesting thing for our relationship, we got married when we were babies. So we were 22 years old when we got married and, um, oh, hold on one moment. I have That's to, well, I can keep talking to you, but okay. my, my technology has not been on my side lately. My phone, phone is dying guys. We don't want that to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, um, for me, you know, we had these transitions, you know, I think part of my stress at the time was that my husband, I also put him through college at the sales. <laughs> um, so, you know, I felt like, you know, it was okay that we were going to make this transition together that, you know, I then would, um, you know, be able to have some flexibility with my schedule and he would take the lead. Um, you know, after finishing school and, you know, him starting his career. So I felt like we, we were ready and we were okay to make that decision. Um, and we were really smart too about our, about our spending when we were younger and, you know, how we, and how we kind of placed ourselves. So the financial burden wasn't there and that's always so scary, you know, um, for people. I mean, it was definitely, there was obviously one less income coming in. So there is a financial burden, but we knew that we could do it. We like, we we knew we lived on a lot less (laughs) at points in our life. Um, so, you know, we knew we were going to be okay, but I would say it was at least six months of probably lots of tears of, you know, going into work and having a hard time. But, you know, then what I felt very um, committed to the people at that time, I probably managed uh, eight people. Um, And I couldn't just like walk away from them. That was another hard part. It's like, how do you just walk away from people that you're responsible for? Uh, So I took a lot of time, like really, diligently typing up instructions for all these things I did because I didn't want to leave and then someone have a hard transition. So it was really important for me to be able to walk away and know that I did everything I could to make everybody else have a smooth transition as well. Um, So I felt like just being a responsible employee at the time helped me walk away a little bit easier, Um, but it wasn't, was not easy at all. And um, you know, there's a lot of guilt, you know, you feel bad because you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to do. You know, like we're told that that's what we're supposed to do. Like I had a great job at 27 years old. I was making phenomenal money um, for a 27 year old and back then, especially. Um, And, you know, I had great benefits. I had all this stuff that everybody tells you, you go to college to get. And I was like, yeah, peace out. I'll see you some other time. It's going to take me 10 years to build back up to that salary. But, uh, (laughs) you know, my family thought I was crazy. And, um, you know, it was interesting because, you know, you tell like certain people in their family and they don't really, you're in your family, you don't have much to say. And then, you know, I talked to my grandmother and she would say stuff like, well, work is supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be fun. And, you know, like we're trained, especially in American culture. And I think I, 
I've been so lucky to be able to travel the way I do and realize this isn't the way we need to live and this isn't the way we're supposed to live. And um, I've become quite infatuated with the Italian culture. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if anyone follows me on social media, you will know. Um, but, you know, I've been taking Italian lessons for the last two years, and, which is awesome. Like, this, that, like what I do now is I have that free time to choose what I want to spend a little bit extra of my time. If I was working crazy and I was commuting places, I don't know if I'd have time to take Italian lessons. I mean, you know, so and study and all that stuff. But, um, you know, she's, it's really interesting talking to her because she's so fascinated about our like the amount we work and how we can't ever relax and this and that, you know, so it's interesting to being able to observe other people's cultures and how they can actually relax on like a Wednesday night and like calm down. Like we are like, go, 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 go. Um, So, you know, that transition uh, was really hard, but I, I feel like again, like, you know, going back to just, or just mentioning again, the culture and the changing and traveling, you know, it, it supports, I feel like it makes me feel like, oh, I did the right thing. Like I'm not, you know, I, I wasn't crazy. I'm not crazy. And it's, it's all, it all works out, you know, again, I think it takes the right personality um, because you do have so much freedom and flexibility in your schedule. If you're not willing to put in that time, then it's, um, I don't know if it can work for everyone. I, I believe that it can. If you're willing to put in the time, I, I believe that it can and you can develop whatever you want. But, you know, you have to be able to put in that time. So oh, I agree. And I love the, the, the conversation, how you were saying between the culture and how, you know, over, you know, in Italy that they, they treat work so differently than we do. Oh, so, yes. You know, yes. It's, and I don't, I've never been, so I can't say. I just know from... Oh, we'll have to change that. I, I, me, on one of my lists. One day, I will be on one of Laurel's retreats. But, but, you know, but kind of going counterculture. So you kind of spent all this time, you know, you were doing yoga before anyone knew what yoga was. And it was some new age weird thing that people, you know, you're like, what are you doing? This is weird. And then, yeah. you know, leaving your job. And they're like, what are you doing? Like kind of counterculture, everything that we've kind of really been that we've taught and that like the world that we've grown up in. So what I think is cool is you kind of have these trips and you get to go over to Italy and be like, yep, yep. This is the right thing. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. And I know I'm doing it in the right way. So to kind of, you know, I commend you kind of for doing that in the face of a lot of people thinking, what is she doing? Is she crazy? And, you know, thank goodness you have the supportive husband that you have, mm-hmm. you know, and I can attest to, if you don't have that support, it's very hard to, it it'd be very hard to do yeah. it. Because then you're really kind of pushing up against something else, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole me, other conversation. That's a whole other one. <laughs> whole other one. So grateful for that. Yes. <laughs> Without their support, it's like, what would we do? You know? It's yes, like, exactly. A lost little puppy, like barking at squirrels in the yard, you know? Like, yeah. You kind of need that person kind of next to you going, okay, I trust you. This is what you're going to do. And I'm going to support you. And we're going to make this work because we're going to do it. Yeah. Agreed. So, so let's, let's dive into that little bit of conversation a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. talk about kind of that support system. So, you know, you have that support system, what, you know, if somebody knows they want to do this or just, you know, to kind of have a conversation about how important that support system is to have or to be for somebody else, whether it's you or if it's somebody else. So talk, just talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I think what's really cool now is that, 
um, there's a lot of people out there doing this now. Like when I was, you know, or, you know, back then in 2007, you know, between 2005, 2007, when I was in the middle of this transition, um, there wasn't a lot of people like freelancing and there wasn't a lot of people doing their own kind of entrepreneurial things like this. Not that there wasn't, but it wasn't so common yeah. um, for everybody. Now it's kind of like, oh, it's the way it is. Even when people work for, you know, a brick and mortar kind of business, they work from home so many days a week or, you know, they might never go in. Um, you know, technology has gotten so much better that we have this flexibility in our schedule. So I think there's so many people that you can reach out to if, um, you know, the scheduling and what you're doing isn't necessarily what you want to do. If you want to do your own thing, there's so many resources now. And, you know, back then I was just the odd person out and, you know, who's walking away from the best life and job you've ever had, you know? Um, so, you know, I, and I think that too, I think the yoga community was very supportive of everything I did. And I, you know, I, I was very, um, lucky that, you know, in a yoga studio, we don't really, you walk in and, you know, you know, it's like, oh, Susie's sitting next to you, but you don't really know what Susie does. And then you find out Susie's this like amazing lawyer and she's been running her own firm and, you know, or you find, oh, someone is there, they have their own publishing firm or you just meet these amazing people that you have never have any idea that they are who they are. And then after you talk to them for a while, then they become your support community because they're like, oh, I can, I can relate to this or I can help you get some more clients or I can help you do this. Um, I definitely believe yoga helped me with that transition because I talked to a lot of students and um, who then became a, became a big part of my transition and they were very supportive of me. Um, so I definitely always would recommend just the yoga community in general, like going to a yoga class and, you know, people are just so supportive in that environment. Um, but there's so many great like women's groups out there and um, entrepreneur groups and there's so many resources now. I mean, and like what you're doing, you know, there's, you know, there's all these people out there to support you now and you are not the weirdo. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like, you're really cool. You're like, Oh, you're going to do your own thing. Tell me how it goes. Yeah. Um, and of course those, all those things in your head that, you know, lucky for you and I, we probably don't have to deal with as much, you know, like, Oh, what are we going to do about health insurance? Oh, what are we going to do about this? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know? And again, unfortunately in the, you know, in the United States, like that's a big issue. Yeah. Um, but there's all things changing with that. Now I, I heard a podcast recently on um, it's called health care sharing or something where they, you know, there's, there's, there's new healthcare programs coming out and stuff that I think that are going to help support, you know, our transition in our workforce of yeah. so many freelancers and things. Um, so I know those are, you know, kind of the hard questions, but you know, and even like uh, chamber of commerce and, you know, we have young business association, you know, like all these kind of things. Like if once you develop your own business, you can become a part of, but for me, it was just really networking locally and uh, talking to other people that own small businesses and being, flexible and uh being personable enough to just go and talk to people 
and you know, like, tell me about what you're doing and this is what I'm doing. Isn't this scary or like, or how can we help each other grow? You know, because that's really what it's about. You know, um, you know, I don't, you know, I do a lot of businesses locally and you know, it's, it's about getting people out to them. I, I always really enjoy when people show up somewhere and they're like, I've never been here and this place is awesome. I'm like, see, you know, <laughs> like, and like you live in Bethlehem or you live in the Lehigh Valley, wherever, you know, wherever we are. I'm like, you didn't even realize this was here, mm-hmm. you know? So that's always like a really cool, you know, feeling, you know, that people are experiencing something that maybe they wouldn't have. And uh, then they'll hopefully then support, you know, my friend that owns this business later, you know? So I think I, you even did that for me. I was like, I've never been to this place. Yeah. And we did, I was like, We're, I've never been in here before. Let me take a tour and show you around. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's that opportunity of, of networking. And I, I love that you kind of, you have that perspective on the local community and really just connecting the people within the local community to not just yoga, but to all of these local businesses, you know, the startup businesses, the small shops and Mm-hmm. bringing them all together like I just you know you can tell that that's a passion of yours especially within you know the city of Bethlehem here in Pennsylvania but it's it's just so cool to kind of see and to realize when you network with those people then they're out there and they're talking to somebody else and they're like oh I know her she does yoga and oh, oh do you want me she did this with me maybe she do that with you and then that expands your you know one conversation can lead to 10 or 15 more conversations as it grows exponentially you know you yeah. know, that you never know what, I mean, we met you cause we went to another event and then it led to, you know, one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. So it's that, that opportunity of getting out and meeting people, whether it's in person or virtually, and just kind of getting to be a part of those communities wherever you find them. Cause they'll support you and they will drive you through on those times where you're like, this is scary. This is hard. I don't know what I'm doing and kind of be your support to lift you yeah. back up. I definitely think networking is the most important component of owning your own business I mean it really is I mean and 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 then being gracious enough then to connect people that might not even have anything really for to offer like you you don't think that they do you know like you know everyone always does um but you know you know just being gracious enough to say oh I can't help you, but my friend can. Yep. And you know, it always, it's full circle. It always comes back full circle and we're all more successful when each of us are successful, you know? So. Yeah. And I know that's exactly, as soon as I knew I was leaving, I was like, who can I reach out to? Who can I talk to? And I talked to, <laughs> I've met people from, and then they have that conversation. You're like, oh, you should probably talk to so-and-so. I'll send them an email and connect you. And yeah, you know, just, and I just think that's such a cool opportunity. So talk to us a little bit about your, I know you have a love of travel. You have a love of Italy. <laughs> so it's funny you have this love for the local community, but then you also have this love for travel and, <laughs> and getting out there and kind of exploring new places. So, um, just talk to us about your, just kind of what you're doing now, like with your yoga retreats and your, your intention for them and what you, you want them to be and what they've kind of become for you over the last few years. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Someone said to me recently, they're like, Oh, you're really, you're kind of stepping away from being a yoga teacher and you're more like a travel agency. I'm like, I kind of am, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of a combo of both, um, definitely. Um, but yeah, like six years ago, 
again, walking with a friend, you know, um, how things happen with me. I'm always like, let's go for a walk. You know, I, you know, even when I worked in higher education, my, my employees under me, if they had an idea, I'm like, okay, well, let's go for a walk. I, I feel like it's so much better to be in, you know, outdoors and moving to stimulate creativity than to just be sitting somewhere. Um, but, you know, over six years ago, probably seven years ago now, I was walking with a, a friend of mine who's a yoga teacher and, and she said, we should do a retreat. Or I said, I think I want to. And she said, well, let's do it. And we did. And that was, you know, that was the beginning. And, um, you know, since then, I think I've taught over 30. It's been kind of crazy. Um, like I said, I have Peru next week with 35 people. That's the biggest group that I've ever had. Um, so that's really exciting. And I, we could have had more. I, I was like, enough is enough. We can't, yeah. um, <laughs> like I can't do it. Um, so, you know, you have, all right, Peru coming up and then I just added Cuba to the schedule, which is really fascinating yeah. to plan um, just with all the regulations and things. And it's exciting because it's not easy to get to. So that's always fun. Um, and Iceland, uh, and then Italy. But what I like to, you know, I put these on there. They're not your normal, like, oh, let's go to the beach and do yoga kind of thing. Um, none of my retreats are, um, you know, even if they're at the beach, uh, at a beach location, like I did Columbia this past spring and there was a component that was at the beach, but you know, it's more about acclimating and immersing yourself into the culture because with yoga, it's, you know, one of the key components is becoming self-aware and, you know, having like self-realization and things like that. So, you know, getting people into the community and seeing how other people live and then maybe taking a piece of that component home with you is to me what it's all about. Um, and just getting that exposure to things that are different. And maybe it's about, oh, I just really like this food. You know, the nice thing about living in the United States is we get whatever the heck we want. I mean, so, yeah. you know, um, you know, for people in other countries, it's like what's there is there and that's what they eat. Yeah. Um, but it could be just a different habit. I remember when uh, my husband and I first came home from our first trip to Italy, we realized we were like, you know what, when we go out to eat, we're going to sit for hours. I mean, every every restaurant in Bethlehem knows when the Atanasios come in, they're going to be there for a while. Yeah, <laughs> we take, yeah they're not going anywhere. Um, I mean, goodness, that was 2005. And we still do it. Um, <laughs> so it's like bringing home a part of the culture with you. It's not just going there just to hurry up and rush through things, um, but really to experience a place. So, you know, that's, you know, it's kind of what my philosophy is now become. It's like either travel far or stay really close. So once I'm in Bethlehem, I don't go very far. Um, but once I'm on a plane, I'm like, where do you want to go? I'll go anywhere. Um, but, you know, getting people exposed to different cultures and, you know, just ways of living, because I think it helps us live a more balanced life. You know, when we're just in our routine every day, especially I find, you know, here in the Northeast, our culture is very, very go, 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 go and type A. And then to experience other cultures and being like, oh, maybe I could just like calm down a little bit in the morning and <laughs> do something a little differently. Um, you know, I want people to feel like they're out of their normal routine when we're on, you know, I, I 
kind of changed from calling them retreats to like yoga adventures and experiences <laughs> now because I think people think have this perception that a yoga retreat is the only thing we're doing is yoga. Yeah. Um, but I like to incorporate kayaking or hiking or you know, just yeah. going to eat at local restaurants and, and doing stuff like that. So that um, is kind of what I'm doing with my own kind of traveling um, as far as like the retreat component goes. But then also I've partnered up with um, Portera Travel, which um, the owner is uh, Larry Porter and he owns Porter's Pub in Easton. Um, and he's had a travel agency for uh, many years now. Um, and I started part partnering up with him this year to do Colombia and we joined Peru together. We're doing Cuba together as a partnership. Um, but we're also in the process of developing our own because again, just like my type A, I can't, I can't even bring it to the yoga level. Uh, we're developing like a yoga travel business, um, oh, wow. where we kind of coach and help people and do the logistics for, um, unique, travel experiences for people in the health and wellness industry who would like to have their own retreats. Um, so we've started the formatting for that and hoping we hope that over the winter when we both are uh, in the same uh, kind of vicinity of each other, if one of us isn't uh, across the pond somewhere, one of us, the other is. So we, yeah, we got to get ourselves in the same country. Um, so we should be getting that up for hopefully by winter, but providing unique experiences, but also helping people how to, or helping people leaders like a retreat leader of some sort, anyone in the health and wellness industry, but teaching them how to actually sell the yeah. retreat, you know, because the logistics is one hard component of it, you know, dealing with people in other countries, especially if they're not familiar with their culture um, can take a really long time, you know, because emails take longer. Again, in the Northeast, we're like used to this like instant like response. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't happen so much when you're working with people in Italy and Colombia yep. and here and there. So, you know, you have to really have good relationships with the people that you're working with, which take a lot of time to develop. Um, so we're managing all the logistics and then also giving people the tools and advice on how to actually sell it because you could have a great product and that could be anything. Um, but if you don't know how to sell it to your market, it, yeah. you know, you're not going to fill the, fill the retreat. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's in the works kind of taking the traveling to a whole other level and helping because I, you know, I, you know, helping others, you know, plan their own retreat because people ask me all the time you know, people ask me, well, how do I do this? Or who do I talk to? Or what do I do? And it's, it's so hard. And if you're, if you're working, um, as a yoga teacher and say you're teaching like 20 classes a week or 10 or whatever it is, or, you know, or you're, you know, running a yoga studio or you're a health coach and you're seeing all these clients. I mean, the time that it takes to build these relationships, it's really hard to find that time. So kind of try to take that element, you know, out of it for people and have everything planned perfectly. And, um, and then teaching them how to actually sell the, the retreats themselves. That's awesome. So, yeah. So. That's so exciting. I didn't know that piece, but yeah, so, you I learned when I talked to you. Yeah. So maybe you'll be hosting your own retreat one day. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, that is, that is in, the, um, in the desire category. So, yeah. So that would be. And I, I think that it is. Like most people do now. Like most kind of 
you know, people in the health industry and the yoga industry, everybody wants to do it, but it's like, Oh, how do you do it? And even if you go to retreat center, you know, that's, you know, you're just going somewhere and that is that place. But then you take that cultural aspect out of it because you're at like kind of a retreat center and then, you know, but still, how do you sell it to the people because you want them to sign up? There's like so many elements that go into it that we're hoping to kind of bridge that gap because we know that it's something that a lot of people want to do. So, Well, that's exciting. That's so super exciting. So tell us as we kind of come to a close and you kind of talk mm-hmm. about your retreat. So how can people learn more about you, learn more about your retreats? Maybe they want to go to Iceland. Maybe they want to go to Cuba. So mm-hmm. tell us kind of where they can find all of your really good stuff. Well, um, it is my, my website is my name, which hopefully Nikki will have in the I notes have because out and clear. <laughs> nobody wants to try to spell Atanasio. Um, so my website is just laurelatanasio.com and all my social media stuff is just my name. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and all my information is on my website. So all of it's there. Um, Iceland still running the early bird special, $200 off. So if interested in Iceland, grab that. And I will say that Cuba will probably um, sell out quickly. I, I know there's a lot of people really interested in Cuba because it is so hard to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a short timeline, crazy, because you have to get visas and there's all these other elements. So, but definitely go to my website. And I always tell people it's really good to sign up for my um like my weekly little email blast because I always send the information out for these retreats and also events and stuff um, via there first. So that if someone's interested in going um, that people on my list get the information first in case if it sells out. And uh, you know, once it's on social media, it gets a little, gets a little crazy. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's probably the, the easiest way, but um always accessible via email and very responsive to Facebook messenger or anything. So if anyone ever has any questions, just reach out. Awesome. And I will link everything up in the show notes, like your website and all of your social media stuff. So everyone can reach out to you. And I will say she's very responsive. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. As long as I'm in the, as long as I'm in the U S a five hour meal in Italy. That's right. And so in Italy, you never touch your phone while you're eating either. So when that, when it comes to food time, you never touch the phone. That's like, that's a clear sign that someone's American on their phone while they're eating. I'm like, yeah, I put my phone away. I'm like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't know. They're going to know. Everyone will know. Well, thank you so much for being willing to come on, to share your story, to share your insights and all of your good, awesome information. I really appreciate your time and everything. So thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And hopefully it was helpful to someone out there. So (laughs) I'm sure it will be. Thank you so much for joining me as I got to talk to Laurel. I hope you got a ton of value and a ton of information out of this. I know I did. Even as I was doing the interview, I always learned something new. And I'm so excited for Laurel to be a part of the conversation here on Stepping Up, Become Who You Are Meant to Be. If you would like to follow her or learn more, all of her links are in the show notes. Please do so. And if you're able to join her on one of her upcoming retreats, go do it. And one of these days in the future, I will join you. 
just a few little things. If you enjoyed this podcast, I've got a bunch of interviews coming up over the next few weeks that I'm super, super excited about. My next interview is actually with my personal business coach who has helped me over the last four to five months develop my business into what it is and helped develop me and how I'm growing as an entrepreneur. And I'm excited to share our conversation with you. So make sure you check that one out next week. And also don't forget if you are local to the area, I am in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. I am hosting a in-person women's empowerment workshop. We've got two incredible speakers, Erin Miller and Michaela Woodbridge Parlett are going to be a part of this conversation. They're going to be sharing information on limiting stories and negative stories and limiting beliefs, talking about women and tribe and community and how we can support each other on this mission to become who we are meant to be. And I am just overjoyed and excited to share them with you, to have them share this information to help you on your journey. The event is Saturday, November 17th at Spinnerstown Hotel in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. You can find all of the information, register to join us at NikkiGingrich.com forward slash stepping up. It is going to be one beautiful, amazing, incredible day. Laurel is actually giving away a free private yoga session and then a discount if you purchase a package of yoga sessions with her. So there's a little bonus for you. So you can, there's the opportunity to win that if you attend the event. If you have any questions about the event or anything else, please let me know. Thank you again for joining me on the Stepping Up Become Who You Are Meant to Be podcast. I am so grateful for you. I'm grateful for Laurel for being interviewed and for everything that's to come down the line. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.